Bokartov, we are back with Tehilim. Today we're doing Mizmor Lamed, the, 30, the 30th Mizmor. This also represents the, the second day of the Tehilim breakdown. If you remember, we said that the Tehilim, by someone divided the Tehilim, it was a later, later division, but someone divided the Tehilim into seven days. And, um, and each segment of the Tehilim corresponds to one of the days of the week. So, so far we finished the day, the Tehilim section of Sunday, which was the first 29 songs. The first 29 Mizmorim was the Tehilim portion that was allocated to Sunday. Today we begin the portion that's allocated to Monday. Now, as I explained before, the reason it was done like this, I, I, asked, I actually didn't know, but I asked Rabbi Maruf, and he said, it's to make... It's to, it's to draw a parallel between the Tehillim and, let's say, the, the creation of the world and the Torah. For the, the world was created in, in six days, on the seventh day God rested. So every day that the Tehillim is broken down is given another day. And it parallels the creation of the world. And then this forms a parallel between the Torah, which is the book about the creation of the world, and... Um, and uh, you, you see these varying elements of, of Yahadut, how they all connect together. So the law element of the Torah is very in line with the, the psalm element of the Torah, which is more of an emotional element of the Torah. But these, it's trying to show how all these things tie together. Uh, so now today we begin the Monday part of Tehillim. Okay, it begins like this. Pasuk Aleph, Mizmor Shir Chanukat Abayit LeDavid, a psalm, a song for the dedication of the house by David. So this psalm seems to be in honor of the dedication of the house. Now, what house is he dedicating? Did David Melech see the construction of the Beit Hamikdash in his own lifetime? No, David Melech did not have the zechut to, to build the Beit Hamikdash himself. His son Shilomo built the Beit Hamikdash. So, why is there a inauguration of a house in David's time. What are we referring to? So there are multiple answers. There's one answer that it's referring to a Mizbeach, an altar that David had created in Yerushalayim at the very end of his life. There is another answer that it's referring to his personal residence in Yerushalayim that he built. So whenever he was doing Chanukat Abayit of his personal residence, then he made this Mizmor. Another answer is that whenever David... He, he wrote a psalm in anticipation of the construction of the Bet HaMikdash. So, whenever David was, uh, he was prior to building the Bet HaMikdash, according to the way the Chachamim describe it, people would come to David and say, oh, you were a sinner, you're, uh, you're, you married a woman Bathsheba, you weren't supposed to take her, she was already a married woman, you sinned greatly, you're a sinner, and because of that, the Bet HaMikdash will never be built by you or by your household. And then David wrote this Mizmor so that when his sin was forgiven and he received atonement and received, uh, um, and he received forgiveness for his sins, then, then he would thank God for building the Beit HaMikdash. Because if he were to build the Beit HaMikdash or if his son were to build the Beit HaMikdash, that would be proof that David's sin were for, sins were forgiven or that his sins weren't seen as, uh, as great as sins as his enemies were making them out to be. So this Mizmor comes as a, as a thanks from David for 
the forgiveness he's receiving for his sins and for the building of the Beit HaMikdash because they're all tied together. He wouldn't have had the zakhut of building the Beit HaMikdash if he, if he was still considered sinful. Okay. Pasuk Bet. I extol you, Hashem, for you've raised me up. And you did not let my enemies, my oyevai, my, uh, my enemies, you did not let them be joyful. Does that mean like not dance on my grave? Kind of a thing or no? Um, no, it's more, and not even to that extent. Even when my enemies see my downfall to a little bit, they, all, they, they get joyful, right? Mm-hmm. So you did not let my enemy see my downfall even to, to a little bit, to a small extent, and therefore I, you did not give them happiness. But the, the, the word usage here is very beautiful. Yeah. What does dalo mean? Dal is constantly root to become poor. Kind well, of yeah, but there's another, there's another word it relates to. Dilitani. Dil- oh, so dalal, maybe. Dalla. What is dalo dalalan? It's from Shemot. And he drew us water oh. out of a well. To draw draw something out of the out of a well is is lidlot or something like that. Also, also in dala. Yeah. So his life being saved is being compared to being drawn out of a well. You know. Okay. Pasuk three. Lord, my God, I cried out to you. And you healed me. God, you took my soul out of the Sheol, out of the depth. And you saved me, you kept, you kept me alive from going down into the pit. Now, what does this Pasuk sound like? Sounds like. Pasuk uh, Bet, right? Because you drew me out of the pit, and here it says, you lifted me out of Sheol. So it's a similar, uh, similar reference that David is making to being drawn out. So David's con- the feeling of constantly being drawn out of despair. You, you kept me alive from, from uh, falling into a pit. And what does David do in his typical David fashion as a result of this? He sings, but not only does he sing, what does he tell other people to do? He commands other people to sing. You, Chasidav, you, O righteous men of God, you devoted ones of God, sing to God. And give thanks to the remembrance of His name, of His, of His, uh, of His greatness, to the remembrance of His greatness. What does this mean, uh, this word, and give remembrance thanks? No, what does the word mean? How does it translate literally? To the memory of His Holiness. To the memory of His Holiness. What does that mean? Why don't we say, Vehodu yeah. Adonai? And to give thanks to God. Or Vehodu Kocho. What is Zekhar Kocho? So Adak points out that what is the Kodesh of God? What is the holiness, the, the grandness of God? What is the holiness of God? We don't know. He said, Radak says, according to Jewish philosophy, we don't know what God is. Uh, unlike if the pagans, we, start to even, even we don't identify. Then we already we lost the right. Home. We can't. We can't identify God. So there's no vehodu lekodesho. Yeah. There's no give thanks to His greatness because uh, we don't know what His greatness, greatness is. But we do have representations of God's greatness, zecher kocho, things that are a memory of His greatness, and, and 
an indication of God's greatness. Those things we have. So we don't know what God is. But we have indications of what God is. Not, not really, but we have indications of manifestations of God. And to those, we have to give thanks. I mean, it's not like we have to thank uh, the wind. It's not what it's saying. But it's saying, it, it's just a way of, uh, it, it goes to Jewish philosophy, how we approach God. We never describe God in a way in which we can clearly and, and uh, definitively describe Him. Here we're describing giving thanks to a, a recognition of God, whatever recognition we can possibly achieve. But that's what the Radak explains. There's no real understanding of God in a, in a real it's a sense. It's very interesting use of so the word in this, in this particular... Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's uh, because the, the word usage is a bit odd. So the Radak explains exactly that point. Okay, Pasuk Vav. Wow. This is, beautiful, this is a beautiful, beautiful pasuk. His anger is but a moment. Meaning his anger is short-lived. God's anger is short. But what is his real... What does he really want? He wants life. God, the anger is short. But the life is what he really wants. In the evening, he one sleeps crying... And in the morning, there is joy. Meaning, Move on. God, gives, God, God brings a person who is going to sleep Angry. crying. Right. He gives that person, he wakes him up with joy. Right? But, uh, and God's anger is short-lived. It is joy and life, which is what he really wants to spread. That's a beautiful pasuk. I mean, you could tell David is describing himself. So I would go to sleep very, chased, very, yeah. very, very uh, scared and fearful. But I would wake up joyful. Now, what happened to David overnight? That he would go to sleep afraid and crying and he would wake up with joyful, joyful in the morning. But we always say, uh, other references from Tehillim talk about how David seems to connect to God right. at night. Because that's when all of the day's distractions, realize, uh, also the day's distractions go away, and the person is lost in thought when they're on their bed, lying in their bed. Remember that pasuk? I don't remember which means where it's from, but at night, my my innards are are causing me to think. You start to contemplate. What you you contemplate. Sin today. So what now, you if do, a person is, is contemplating, but he has the awareness of God's presence, then he goes to sleep at night, scared, but in the morning he wakes up. And that feeling of closeness to God is, is what dominates and he wakes up with feelings of joy. Okay. Now I would say sometimes in my moments of, of uh, tranquility, I would say, I'm never going to stumble. And then this, this pasuk, David says, yeah, I'm never going to stumble. There are times when David feels like he's on top of the world. But then the next pasuk, David points out, but it wasn't me. Hashem, in your will, you stood me up to my mighty mountainous strength. But if you were to cover your face, I would be terrified. Meaning in the previous Pasuk, in Pasuk 7, he said, I would say, I thought, there are times when I think in my life where I'm good, where nothing's going to take me down, everything is going well. But then... I realize in those moments that it is only through your grace, Hashem, 
through your ratzon that you're keeping me up. And if you were to cover your face, I would be lost. And therefore to you, Lord, I called. I pray to you, my Lord. I pray to you at all times, whether it's good or whether it's bad, in the good times and the bad times. God, what benefit do you have from my blood if I were to go into the pit of destruction? Will the dust thank you? Will the dust declare your truth? What benefit is there for me being dead? Will I be able to thank you when I'm dead? Will I be able to tell the Hasidim to sing your songs when I'm dead? That's what David is asking. It's a power, one of the most powerful Pesukim. In fact, it happens to be one of Rabbi Ton's favorite Pesukim. He always says that this is one of his favorite Pesukim. So, but this is almost like, a, I would say, like a negotiation with God. Yeah. yeah, this is a negotiation with God. But there's another element here. But in a nice way. Besides, right? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful negotiation. No, no, it's a beautiful no. negotiation. It's a, it's a poetic negotiation. But there's another element here. Because in the pagan mentality, what was the ultimate benefit to God? To give blood yeah. to the gods. To sacrifice humans. Even. They would sacrifice humans. So they would take their children and sacrifice the humans as if the God needs to drink the blood of the human in order to, to, to live, yeah. to be satiated. And now what is David saying in classic Jewish way? This is the opposite of paganism. Take, if you, take, if me, you take me, my blood just goes into the ground. What's going to happen? What is the dirt going to all of a sudden sing your praises? Is there any benefit to my blood if I were to go into the pit? You want me. God doesn't want the, the blood of children. He wants the, the laughter of children. He wants the love of children. He wants the life. That's what God wants. Shema Adonai v'choneni. Adonai ozerli. Hear me, God, and be gracious to me. God, be an, a helper to me. Pasuk Yudbet. You transformed my mourning into dancing. My, my, my crying over death has turned into dancing and joy. You loosened my sackcloth. And you girded me with joy. This is the, the, the language here is so beautiful because he says, You opened up my sackcloth. Sackcloth is an article of clothing, right? But what is Ezor Mutnav? Ezor is like a belt. So you belted me, you girded me with simcha, with happiness. Now, what's the problem with the pasuk? Meaning, if, you're, if this wasn't poetry, simcha is not clothing. So you took off my, my sackcloth. And you girded me with happiness. How do you gird someone with happiness? So you see the poetry in the language. You're girding me with joy. It's just so beautiful the way he's using it. It's so beautiful. So that my soul can sing unceasing praises to you, can sing to you and it will not be quiet. Lord, my God, forever I will be grateful to you. This Mizmor is dedicated for the Rufuah Shalma of Dan ben Esther. El narafan Allah, el narafan Allah. Hashem should give him a speedy Rufuah Shalma. Bezrat Hashem. And we should see that the, the difficulty has turned into the, the girding of joy. That the misped, the hesped, the sadness has turned into dancing. Bezrat Hashem. Uh, we'll continue tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 Amen.